You're listening to the Nerd to Know Media Network. Join us at nerdtoknowmedia.com. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's now time for our main event. Take a trip back in time to the golden era of the wrestling world with your host, Chris Tetrold Blaine. Welcome to Once Upon a Turnbuckle. So welcome back to this new episode of Once Upon a Turnbuckle, and it's a very, very special one. So I get to um, welcome my very first special guest, and someone who's used to being in the ring. So this is really, really exciting for me, because finally, after a boyhood dream of possibly being in the ring myself, I get to talk to someone about what it's actually like. So welcome to the show, Thomas James Sky. Thanks, thanks for having me on. No worries. How are you? Yeah, it's uh, it's been a fun day. Uh, another day back in the ring. Uh, been up to uh, House of Pain today in Nottingham, which has been amazing. Uh, there's a guy called Sticks who uh, runs the joint, and Ooh. he's freaking amazing. Um, cool. Cool. Uh, I've also hit the gym again. So it's a busy old day at the moment. <laughs> Get straight into that bit, because I guess um, you know it's a lot of the, the bigger promotions they found a way of carrying on through all this what have you guys been doing sort of more on the independency now has it affected oh, you oh wow um so realistically we didn't have a lot we could do near the start when lockdown was officially in effect um we all we could do was um train whether it be in the gym um whether it be just at home oh, well, no, no it was it wasn't even the gym it was using the home gym let me say okay. um so using the home gym or doing workouts in the living room um maybe a bit of watching i don't know really like wwe and AEW, yeah. uh, maybe a bit of tna so really just watching stuff on tv yeah. um was the main thing that we were doing um as i think it was the end of july tended to come close or yeah. i think that might be the end of june um they were able to set restrictions t- so that we could as professional athletes get back in the ring and train with yeah. contact um, it's one of the few things that we've been allowed to do. So that's been incredible. So there's a, a few places dotted here, there and everywhere. And it's just allowed us to shake a bit of rust and yeah. practice our craft a bit more. So that and the gyms are open as well now, which is amazingly helpful. <laughs> See, that's one place, actually. It, it not filled me with dread, but I, I'm not a gym bunny by any stretch of the imagination, but I, I really should be. So when they were opening my local gym, I was like, oh, God, now I've got no excuse not to go. You know, sort of <laughs> the but pressure's guys, on to get back there now. That's it. <laughs> yeah, for you guys, I think it's probably you've been chomping at the bit, I would imagine, to really sort of... Um, really, yeah, well, we... Have you, take, have you taken a bit of a... It's a bit of a rest to kind of you know, rest any uh, injuries and whatever, or has it really just been? I'd say at the beginning of lockdown, it was like everyone was finding their feet with how they stood with workouts. For example, we, I mean, me and my other half, um, we 
moved into our first home so um, we were gutting the house for two weeks solid so we didn't need the we didn't i didn't do any gym work i'll, I'll openly admit it um probably didn't need it and Sorry? They probably didn't need it with stuff like that, to be fair. No, no, not at all. Well, yeah, re- re- putting new carpets down, painting the whole house. It, honestly, it was it was a whole new scale. The house was a mess. But now we're in here, and the first thing we did was turn the conservatory into a into a gym. Um, we were doing workouts in the living room um, within easily within two weeks. Um, we didn't even have a TV in there. It was just literally put, put our phone like up on the side, um, set a workout on the roll and just blow each other up and then <laughs> awesome. collapse. So let's go. I mean, firstly, introduce you a bit more. So just tell us a little bit about your in-ring experience. Sort of bring us up to speed. What's your What's your persona? Sort of who Who are you okay. when you're in the ring? Okay. So uh, my character is is TJ Sky or Thomas James Sky. Um, I've been wrestling for I think it's a in October it'll be eleven years. I started in October two thousand no is it eleven yes I started in October two thousand and ten. Uh, that was my first official debut uh, from Coventry, England. But I am now reciting from Burbage, Hinkley, uh, Leicestershire. Um, God, yeah, I mean, I wrestling's a real roller coaster. I never really was into it as a kid, so like people. That are surrounding me are like oh I've been watching it since I'm like three four and I'm like I didn't find I didn't find wrestling um until probably the age of 11. Wow. Um, was it, would it be 11? No it probably no it wouldn't have even been 11 how old would I have been? Uh, no probably no, maybe nine I think uh, yeah it was t- it was TNA in 2009 that made wrestling for me um okay. that was my first wrestling love let's say um so i used to do backyard wrestle because uh with my friends because there were no schools that i was aware of my folks didn't know of any schools um and i found a place over in coventry called phoenix wrestling uh run by a a really great guy called psycho steve who's really old school and he's so good so talented especially when it comes to his technical work like he was unreal probably not the best all-round wrestler but as a technician, as a technical wrestler, absolutely, he would run circles around anybody yeah. uh, in that class. And he's one of the old Hammerlock guys, so it was, I was a real. That. Yeah, because I, um, I mean, to show the age gap, probably. So I um, got into wrestling when I was about seven. It was like ninety-one. Oh wow, um, it's a lot for me. <laughs> I actually, st- I, I kind of came away and I stopped watching it regularly in about two thousand, two thousand and one, but. Around about that time, I went to uni in 2002 and I did discover the Hammerlock. It used to be on one of the TV channels, terrestrial TV channels, I think. And there was, I think, because I was at uni in Stoke-on-Trent, and I think there was a wrestling school attached to NWA Hammerlock in Wigan, possibly up that way anyway. And I was kind of talking about the idea of trying to get into it then. Um, Just couldn't find logistically a way to do it. So, I mean, are there... Any but particular, in particular, the British stars, sort of, um, not necessarily attached to Hammerlock and that. But th- were there any particular ones that you, that you've been around or that you've watched um, from over here that particularly sort of inspired you at that time? So British workers that inspire me. Oh wow. See, the, there's lots to take away. 
depending on your your look and wrestling. Um, for myself, it's always going to be something I enjoy, and if I don't enjoy it, that'll be the day I step away. So for me, it's it's all about. For me, it's more about less about an individual. It's more about the actual aspect of how people see wrestling. Um, guys that are on shows with me at the minute, uh, Joey Scott is by hand. It is just unreal. He's one of the best workers, best talents in this country. Um, completely overlooked, um, and he's really under the radar. And I'm really proud to say he's one of my my good friends in wrestling. Um, Oh, God, let me think who else is. Um, this guy is like Steve Valentino. I'd say he's a real cool guy. Um, amazing character. These are all guys that I'll use in my own shows and I see on other shows as well. And I just have no idea how they're slipping under the radar and just aren't in more places. In regards to more of the old school guys, I would probably say... Oh, wow. I'm really not an old school person. I don't really know a lot of people from really far back. Um, oh god, this is really difficult. Um, <laughs> uh, see, the guys that really stand out for the older guys, and I would say they they kind of they kind of created a a path uh, and led the way for the new style of wrestling. I'd say the two guys that are really quite inspirational, probably not just to myself, but to people all over the country, are probably Johnny Johnny Storm and Jody Flage. But they were again surrounded by people with. Like, like surrounded by people like Sticks, um, who we've had the pleasure of being around today. Um, he was kind of with those guys, building building up the levels. Um, guys like Nathan Cruz were quite inspirational early on to me. Uh, we got a chance to meet him quite, when I was quite green in the business. So I mean, he was a pleasure to be around. He was such a professional. Uh, he literally is like this is gimmick, and he legit is the professional he's so good at what he does and he's so cool backstage um I think there's a real or... resurgence for sort of british i mean the indie uh, the american indies i think you know i've done i'm, I'm i've done a, a massive part for particularly maybe the promotions over here because there's not like a big promotion in england in britain no, they, there's always times where companies pop up and they have a, a bit of a, a bit of ignition, a bit of an ignition switch, and then it always seems to flicker out. And um, WCPW, uh, What Culture, they did an excellent job of that. I mean, they were getting to be one of the most, I mean, popular shows in the country. I was so buzzed to see them doing so well. Uh, when World of Sport's been over and NXT yeah. have been over, again they've been doing the same. I'm really good that World of Sport didn't continue. Yeah. Uh, I think it was really, really fun. I think that ITV obviously had a way they wanted to do it, whilst most Brit Rest people were more concerned of the way they wanted to. Yeah. It was just a conflict of business, I think. But yeah. I, I'm all up for any company coming into this country and, and taking it by storm. Yeah. As, yeah, I mean, as we... long as this country is showing good wrestling, that's all I care about. That's it. I and mean, it's, it's it'd be great when we go back to. A time that we can have that i mean is there any any uh, glimmer of you know anything on the horizon where you guys know you'll be able to hold your live events again or is that still sort of uh at the minute we've really got no idea we're we're able to um we're able to do oh, like uncrowded shows um so i'll turn my phone down um we're able to do non-crowded shows which is great because it gives us 
um, a platform to be on, a platform to showcase what we do. It also gives people that enjoy wrestling something to watch. But at the moment, live shows in the in in the UK anyway are probably just a no go. I'd probably say the early next year might be a good shout um, to restart shows. But at the moment, I'm I'm for me myself with my company. I will only start that back up once the government's said it's yeah. it's good and once we know we have got every implication in place to make sure that everybody not just our wrestlers mm. not just the people that are coming to watch but down to the cameramen down to the announcers uh down to the first aiders we've ha- we've got on on on, uh, on site as well um but just to keep everybody safe uh, it's it's a manic time and at the moment i'm glad people are being really safe and really careful yeah, um, I think the have you done any of these uncrowded shows yet, or are they? Not yet. Um, how, how, the last... how, how do you think that's going to differ when if you do sort of, you know to the usual you know you um, draw a lot from the buzz of the crowd? Do you think that you know? Yeah, yeah. So for me, um, uh, a lot of what I do, a lot of the time, I'm I'm the I'd say I'm probably the good guy in in wrestling shows. Let's say, yeah. um, so. And I've usually got the crowd on my side. It's it, yeah, it feels weird because you can bounce back with people. It's, in a sense, it's like a pantomime. Like not it was wrestling, but in relation to how if an audience gives you some jit and jip, you can easily like throw it right back at them and bounce off each other. Um, you can kind of do it with your opponent, and by all means, it, you know it has to be done at this point. But yeah, I for one miss the crowds yeah. massively um, yeah, I, I, I mean with football matches I'm, yeah, I'm not a massive football fan like I used to be but probably watching a game even watching it from home won't be the same yeah you've not got the crowd there it kind of really yeah has that element to it so, yeah, yeah I, I've got to admit I'm dreading the NFL this year like <laughs> I, I I love my American football and it oh. starts in like the middle of September because uh, there's no pre-season and even I'm just like oh, how's it going to be without a crowd like but I'm still going to watch I'm still going to yeah. uh, watch my team and support yeah, them through it because yeah. at the end of the day I want people to support the wrestling while it's uh, a little bit down on its knees so touch wood um, I know this is what I know this will be going out uh, tomorrow well, Friday isn't yeah. it so if it's going out on Friday um, and to anybody listening I definitely say while we're on the subject of uh, of uh, shows being around keep your eyes uh, out on what was turnbuckle tv because full force wrestling are going to be filming a show very soon uh, and they've got what looks to be a terrific card put together they've got some real good safety implications put in place to keep all of the staff and all of the wrestlers uh, as safe as possible and it's going to keep everybody entertained and they're going to put some mint wrestling on i'm i'm excited for it uh, we've been talking about it today uh, with the promoter, and he's excited for it. The workers are excited for it. It's going to be our first proper taste back of an actual show. So, yeah. listening, please keep your eye on Turnbuckle TV. Uh, keep your eye on Full Force Wrestling. I'll check that out as well. Thanks for that. I'll be. Uh, <coughs> I'll be. I, I must. Admit, I. I won't say I'm disillusioned with the. I won't delve too much into it. But the, the sort of current product is so far from what I grew up with. Yeah. I don't feel that connection with it, so I'm always looking for something with like the, I don't know, like the, the raw nature that you used to get, say in you know 80s, 90s, 
again the independent scene it was really it was about what was happening in the ring you know not necessarily the storylines that were happening behind the scenes but it was the important thing was what was going on in the ring and i'm kind of missing i i've gravitated towards sort of nwa power recently because it's the closest thing i saw to what i grew up watching um but i am missing sort of non-theatrical kind of um whatever the wwe are doing at the minute you know it's yeah straying a little bit for me anyway, yeah straying a little bit too far from what it was or what it, what it was be. yeah it, it's different eras people have everybody has a different like everybody has a certain dislike uh when i used to watch wrestling to start with i was always really into the likes of like aj styles christopher daniels and this is like from 2009 so i used to love the the insane acrobatics and this real hard hitting match and now i'm finding myself enjoying uh, i enjoyed all sorts of wrestling so i enjoy my technical wrestling i'm enjoying I, I do really enjoy some of the the older stuff that i get a chance to sometimes watch um i'll even watch some of the old, the really old world of sports stuff with like les keller um and mick mcmanus he's one of my favorites uh, from back then so i, I think really i think as long as you're enjoying what you're watching yeah that's the main thing in wrestling and everybody's uh if you don't if you don't like it simply don't watch it there's, like there's, there's a product out there i think there's so much choice now you know when i was growing up i mean it was all pretty much the same but it was wwf or the nwa wcw you didn't really have a lot more to play with especially over in the uk you didn't see a lot of you know anything else that was going on but i think with social media you know, particularly what YouTube are doing and, and all these channels, you know, Fight TV and all that. You can see all the different promotions now and it's really exciting. So you can be into one in particular and you know you can hunt it out and you know, keep up with it. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Um, wrestling's one of those things that it's really exploded and the internet has really given us a real great platform where we can literally click a button and watch as much wrestling as our hearts can take. You mean, you've got things like the WWE Network, which are insane to think you can be watching the likes of progress wrestling um you could be watching wxw uh, you could be watching uh icw from up in scotland yeah. you could be watching the generic wwe you could be watching wwe nxt uk um, so platforms like that are excellent again i'll, I'll take you straight back to turnbuckle tv mm-hmm. they provide a platform where you can watch so much good british wrestling and there are so many good companies on there and so many good matches um yeah, I, I think it's meant that people have just got that at the tip of their fingers. And I think it's taken for granted a lot. Um, I mean, I even find myself jolting onto YouTube every now and again because I'll I'll fancy a bit of, uh, a little bit of Young Bucks when they were Generation Me or a little bit of Motor City Machine Guns. And oh, yeah. it, it's it's about what you're in the mood for. And sometimes what's in front of you live on a show, you're not in the mood for. No. But yeah, then you'll have another match and you, you know, you'll think, I don't know, I, I fancy a bit of hardcore. And then the, your next match announces a death match and you think, oh God, here we go. This yeah. is what I want. Um, that's not for me. Like death matches are not my cup of tea. Um, <laughs> so if someone, if, if a promoter came to you, you know, and said, you know, this is what we're planning to do. Have you got your limits as to what you will, what sort of match you'll do in the ring? Or are you pretty Yeah, much- for me, unfortunately, death matches aren't my own my favorite so i wouldn't i wouldn't be one to dive in there if somebody said to me um tables ladders chairs steel cage i'd be well up for it i i i'd be over the moon to dive in that ring at a heartbeat um the only things that tend to really 
cringe me and I can't, I just couldn't do them. I think it's what I, I definitely couldn't even attempt it. Uh, I couldn't do tacks, uh, thumb tacks. Um, and I probably couldn't do glass or light tubes. I think that's, it's just one stage that, that fair play to these guys. They've got some massive balls to be able to do it, but <laughs> I couldn't do it. No way. I used to look at the pictures back in the magazines in my day of, of when this stuff started to come to the fore, really, when, you know, some of these uh, magazines were covering stuff like that and they would, yeah, they'd be chewing on, you know, a, a light tube or something. And I was like, what the hell? Don't be wrong. It, it's a craft. It's, yeah. there is, people say, oh, it's just recklessness. It's not. Absolutely not. There is, the, it, it's very well done and it, it takes a, it's strategic and it's built well and there's and most of the guys that can do it well mm. can do it really really well with this with like a good story in there and they can really tug on your heartstrings through yeah. the simplest of things but for me uh, i i i'll stick to i'll stick to headlocks and uh, <laughs> maybe maybe the old table bump there you go ideal so it's t- taking you back to the beginning sort of thing again so you, you mentioned you discovered wrestling obviously when you were when you were a kid and the kind of thing that you um that got you into it was there one moment or one match or one wrestler that made you think this is definitely what i want to do so my f- first bit of wrestling i ever witnessed was on an old vcr uh, VC- yeah is that right vhs tape um, neighbor had recorded something for me and then he taped over some wrestling so as it fizzled out um, to what it, what it had been recorded over it was wrestling so my first match was Stone Cold, Steve Austin and The Rock from WWF in like 2002 maybe I guess I don't really know to be honest they ran it for a few years yeah depending on which one it was but But it was amazing but they weren't the guys they they were the guys that probably made me go oh wow what's this and that made me curious of the sport they weren't they weren't the people that really captivated me and made me want to do it myself the people that probably made me want to do it myself I'd probably refer back to Christopher Daniels AJ Styles I would even say Rhino. I was a massive okay. fan of Rhino when I first started. I have no idea why, but I, I loved what he did. He was really aggressive. He was a complete badass. Yeah. Um, and then as I got more and more into wrestling, probably within about a year or two, um, I, the Motor City Machine Guns were brought in, and I was just in awe of how quick and how well they worked together in the matches they put in. Mm. Um, and then them going up against Team 3D and Devon Dutton, uh, Sorry, team, uh, team 3D, um, you've got Generation Me, you've got uh, Beer Money. Oh, Beer Money. Oh, yeah. I love Beer Money. And it's, it, it, you just throw them all together and it, it really does just top off a whole wrestling experience that just made me think, yeah, this is for me. Uh, come 2010, just threw myself at this training school, the first chance I had. I was going to say, um, so that, that's really, so you made the decision to do it and then you, <coughs> you found this school um was it just a case did you have to mull it over or was it a case that no i'm going and that was it no turning back sort of thing um it it was a case it was definitely i was nervous as hell yeah i turned up in this is embarrassing i turned up in what i had uh, in like these baggy shorts and, and a vest top and some really terrible trainers that i was certain would be my career like my career gimmick attire and it, it was dreadful i was ready to go at a heartbeat expected to walk in and 
we were able to really step straight in those ropes, yeah. uh, in between those ropes. And I just, I, I was in over my head from the moment I walked in that building. Um, and it, it was only when I took my first bump that I, I, and I it was on, it was just on mats that we had no ring to start off with. We, the ring would be a treat once a month. Uh, which it was, which was good. I mean, I got in a ring and I was like, "Oh, it'll be all foam." And oh man, no. oh, it sucked. I've heard like, it's uh, ring, like concrete. So um, and it was, it was, yeah, it was mad. I was, yeah, I, I emphasise, I was so in over my head. Those first bumps <laughs> sucked, uh, but I loved it. And every week I would go back and I would pay, pay, pay my bus fare, take that hour's journey to training, do my training. Take my hours bus journey home. Uh, it was min. I, I spent every last bit of pocket money I had just just training. I had nothing else in my life I was interested in. And of course, I got home. I had that trampoline. I, I copied absolutely everything I could, and I would be practicing with myself or with a friend from school. It, it yeah. How old were you when you first started training? So ooh, I would have been. I would have been. Six. I think I joined. Um, when I was, I think I joined when I was 15. Um, I'm certain I was um, because my debut was October, um, and I had been training for about half a year beforehand. Uh, most people tend to take, you know, half a year if they, if they're quite naturally good. I would say most people take at least half a year to get themselves a good solid base to step in a ring and do their debut. Um, I'd been backyarding for a while, so. In a sense, I was a bit practiced to how how a few moves worked, and and I think it definitely contributed into how, how fast I was ready. Um, I would go back in a heartbeat and tell myself a million reasons why I wasn't ready now. Um, but yeah, there is there's always a point. Um, I do see some schools that rush their students through, and if they're ready, fine. By all means, put them in there and let them enjoy being a wrestler as much as I do. Mm. But there's a certain point where you have to cap it off, let's say. just you, you have to make sure that they're able to protect themselves, but more importantly, protect their opponent. Yeah, yeah. I suppose you've got to have them in there with someone more experienced that can look after them. Yeah, I would agree. If you, there's no point chucking two new guys in the ring together because you're only going to... you. you it's, it's a bad combination, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Especially for your first match. I mean, my first match was a six-man scramble with uh, what I can only be described as a bunch of very green individuals right. running a segment of moves in a specific order that made no sense whatsoever. And the crowd, I... I, I, I they didn't care. I, I that I cared. I cared so much, but it was. Um, but no, the the actual match itself was was dreadful. But it's a, a learning curve. Yeah, yeah. I I've read some stories and that of of guys when they when they're talking about you know people going to wrestle and when they went into it, they tend to start off with things like battle royals and, and that where they can get a taste of it. They only have to be in there for probably a couple of minutes or whatever. You know, yeah. It's, it's a great idea. Yeah. It means, it means the whole crowd's eyes aren't on you as a specific person. There's other people in there. So you can practice your craft in front of a crowd without the pressure of it just being you in there. So if you make those little mistakes that we all do make, you're less likely to get it noticed. 
Yeah. Uh, you have your, you have your moment to shine where you come in and you get to that, that big reaction where you come out. You have that moment where you, you get eliminated or maybe you don't get eliminated. Maybe you're very, very lucky and you win the Rumble. But, um, <laughs> but you'll, you'll have a moment in there. Yeah. So if we were to say in... I don't know, five years time it's like being in a job interview it's where do you see yourself in five years time um what would you what would you like to achieve or where would you like to be in another five years you know in the wrestling world okay so for me personally um we had this discussion again today um uh, with the full force promoter and a few friends um wrestling for me is not about making it to the WWE or to one of these larger scale companies. For me, it's it's a it's a hobby slash job, and I just want to be in a position where I'm enjoying British wrestling and able to do it in a safe fun environment. That is all I, I care about. So, I, as much as people are, are clawing at the bit to get to these bigger companies, it's it's not my main drive um if my wrestling company can be doing really well by by five years time and still entertaining people i'm able to help other individuals push themselves so that they're show ready um yeah i'd be happy with that more than happy so what, what with the, the current company that you're with at the minute that you're referring to do you um what is your role in terms of obviously as well as being an in-ring persona so, are you involved in sort of other things with them yeah so at the minute um i'm a professional wrestler um all over the country as i am um but on the side uh, when i first got with my other half uh we were just exploring the idea of wrestling in the area of hinkley which we've moved to which is south leicestershire and really there was nothing in the area and we just said on the off chance oh let's run a pro wrestling show you know i've got friends in places that could assist and I've got all the right contacts to get a show mashed together. And yeah, we put a one-off show on at uh, the local football stadium and it was, it was good fun. Um, and from there we, they asked us to do another one and we did another, um, and then another and another and another. And now we run a pro wrestling show um, across South Leicestershire and North, War- North Warwickshire, uh, it's called Wrestling in Hinkley because we're really original with our <laughs> our wrestling names. And um, yeah, it, it, yeah, it's a simple one to get remembered. So yeah. it's honestly it's the most <laughs> uninventive name you can think of. But I tell you what, it's we've got a really good reputation. Uh, we've got some astounding workers. Uh, I pride again the environment I pride myself on is that people should enjoy wrestling, yeah. and it needs to be safe and fun. And that is all we're providing. Um, there's not a lot of politics involved with us, which there are with a lot of other companies. Um, but yeah, we provide a, a really amazing platform for so many really talented people that, again, are sneaking under the radar. Again, I'll throw Steve Valentino and Joey Scott in there. Both of those are way under the radar. Um, I've got friends that are on there as well. Um, so these are... Uh, you get a lot of places that will just hire their friends because they're friends and it's yeah. it, it it sucks you know but it does happen yeah. um, I'm guilty of putting my friends on in a position that maybe they weren't ready for but a lot of my friends are very good and I've got a lot of faith in their work 
So I would, you know, so the guys I I would chuck on a show in a heartbeat. I'd chuck Jason Joshua in there. Um, he's a local lad. He's very, very talented. He's come up through the ranks and he's been wrestling about three years now uh, under my coaching, uh, which I do at New Breed uh, Wrestling Association in Oxford. So I travel there every week as well. So, um, but to mention that company as well, you've got NJ Lockhart, and you've got Alex Chambers, two more of my students, amazing guys, really cool talents. Um, so I've been able to watch all three of those guys develop, um, not just through my company, but also through helping Newbreed Wrestling Association. Um, so it's been amazing to see those guys progress. I've got my, one of my best friends, Kieran Young. Um, me and him become like husband and wife, but I tell you what, he's he's a really cool guy, really cool worker. Um, he was one of my he was my first tag team partner, and he started off at uh, Phoenix Wrestling Association with me. Uh, and he's amazing. So I'd always put him in there. Um, oh, who else have we got? Oh, there's, there's just so many people. I wouldn't even like to start narrowing. Uh, the judge. Oh, the judge sounds like such a cheesy character. And I tell you what, he is far from a cheesy character. My gosh, the guy can work. Um, so honestly, I could list off guys all day this, long that have worked for me. This and... is amazing. So, you know, you, you fulfilled one dream. You're performing in the ring. And then you actually you're promoting your training you know you i think you're probably ticking all the boxes of a wrestling fan really that want to do all the other things because i think as i've got older um you know when it became apparent i was never going to do anything physically you know being probably a booker sort of i i quite like you know being an author as well but the whole writing thing the creative side of it really appealed to me so there's so many more elements to the wrestling world other than being in the ring. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, behind the scenes. I don't really, to be, I'll be honest with you. I don't really properly book our shows. Um, I've got, I've got a, a really good friend who helps me and I, the company would not be the same without him. Mm. Um, his name is Christopher Drew. He's one of my top villains in my show. And he's also our champion at the moment, which everybody seems to hate. And I'll tell you the, what, I'll he's... the match with you and him on YouTube. <laughs> awesome. which, which one was that? We've, we have a match every year. I can't remember exactly which one it was now, to be fair. Was it, was, what colour gear was he wearing? Was it red trunks? I think so. I'm just if it's his red trunks, that was one, that was the, yes. I think that's third i think that was like our third match um and yeah this was this is kind of like before i'd officially asked him to step on the booking side um the company was growing and growing and growing and i needed somebody to take the pressure of uh booking the shows away from me and somebody that really had an eye for wrestling knowledge and chris drew has got an eye and a half for wrestling knowledge you can literally list a match from any show at any point in any company and he will tell you who was in it and what they were doing and the stories and what the weather was like that day and how oh, humid it was wow. as well and he's incredible he helps so much i can't emphasize how grateful i am to have christopher as part of my team cool. uh, but yeah going back to that match that match was probably our, either our second or third match um and it was a cr christmas show i think i'm sure it was um and that was at the Green King sta uh, Stadium in Hinckley. 
Uh, it was about our second year in, and I remember putting us because I've I've always been the sort that I won't go in the main event at my own show. I've got other guys that much more deserve it than I do, yeah. so I was always like, no, I will go on before them. Um, and I remember the judge turning to me because he was in the main. He says, "Okay, sure, make sure you leave us some stuff because we know what <laughs> you two are like when you're together. Please leave us some stuff for the main event." Uh, and I remember going out and. I must have laughed to myself because I knew we'd planned so much. I, I I knew we had planned to just do everything, and it was we had we had yeah. it was ridiculous. Four fifties. Um, it were there was springboards. There was bloody top rope Frankenstein's. There was a power bomb on the apron. There was a bit on the outside. It was oh. an awesome match. You know, I I I haven't sampled enough. I don't think of the the British indie stuff, but I mean that was I thought it was epic. It was brilliant. By all means, if you ever want any wrestling stuff, message wrestling in Hinkley or message us. Or, I'll tell you what, please just get yourself on Turnbuckle TV. That We're on there for wrestling in Hinkley. Full Force Wrestling is on there as well. Um, there's other great companies that I'm working for a lot as well that are on there as well. There's lots of stuff on YouTube. Just search, search YouTube. Um, there's lots of really good free wrestling you can watch. Or you can even pay to see some stuff if you really want the, the really cool stuff. Uh, honestly there's, oh, there's so much wrestling you can't Sold just me. I'm definitely going to be checking that out hopefully any of the listeners listening to this as well inspired you know check out this stuff um, you know the, the couple of matches I managed to see this one in particular as it just shows the caliber that's out there you know undetected a lot of it um, just because you're not on TV doesn't mean that you can't wrestle some of the these professional oh, absolutely. sometimes so absolutely so just a very quick session before we sort of wrap it up. Just a very quick sort of fantasy booking sort of thing. Um, if there was one wrestler from any period that you could step in the ring with, who would it be? And what sort of match would it be? Can I give a few answers? You can, sure. Cool. So one guy I've always really wanted to wrestle because I, I love his work um, is Loki. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Very hard hitting, very aggressive, and I think it would be a match that I'd be pushed to a whole new level on. And I think it would be a real eye-opener for me in in a different style of wrestling that I'm probably not used to. Mm-hmm. Um, I love his work, and I would just love to go at him, uh, go against him in a, in a very basic te- uh, singles match. Cool. Tag team wrestling. Yeah. Um, just throw any team that I said earlier at me, throw beer money at me, throw the Motor City machine guns at me, throw Generation Me at me, throw the Young Bucks. Um, I I love Team 3D, throw them at me. Um, But I would say, yeah, any of those tag teams, there's probably more if I sat and had a good thing that I'd want thrown at me, but I absolutely love tag team wrestling. I can't emphasize how much I love it. Um, so yeah, I think any tag team in any match would suit me. That's that's a great yeah. answer because I um I I think the art of tag team wrestling slowly coming back, but for oh, so it many is. years it's it's been really they've I mean the big promotions have really mucked around with it. And I, oh, there's I love some incredible stuff going back, you know, to the eighties when I sort of started watching it. The Steiners, the Freebirds, the Road Warriors. Obviously, they were they were there. They were the big powerful ones. I was more for the the real. Of the, the sort of technical stuff, so the Steiner brothers were probably my favorite ones to watch. Um, it's, yeah, yeah, it's tag team wrestling is a 
a real art and it's mm. it's having that chemistry with not only the person you're tagging with but the opponents you're with yeah. it's a real art form and it and i tell you what it, it's so difficult it really is but it's amazing when it's done right it it's tremendous mm. um i would probably say if i was to go for something a bit weird and wonderful mm -hmm. i'd probably say stick me in a cage match with bubba ray dudley Ooh, okay um somebody that has got charisma oozing out of every orifice mm. um and i've personally never seen him have one bad match no, I, uh, I, I love his work and it's it's completely unlike my own i'm i like to think i'm a bit less charismatic and a little bit quick-footed a bit more technical and a bit more high-flying he's polar opposite of me he's yeah. charismatic and he's so hard-hitting and safe at the same time but it's so, i'd love to just sit for a day and pick his brains <laughs> and just yeah just let him talk yeah uh, i'd listen to every single word i think he's he's he's, he's one real credit when I, when I first saw the the dudleys come out he was i mean he had the oddball or he was the oddball one when i first started watching him and then he really when i didn't keep up with tna when he was in there but he really made a name for himself mm. there. i think he did wonders in tna they they've done excellently his stuff with cheeseburger in ring of, ring of honor um was I, I was speechless for half the stuff but he's got such a good brain and this is what this is why again i find that you need somebody with a little bit of knowledge and this is again why i emphasize i love having chris drew as part of my team at wrestling and hinkley because he's got that insight very probably not has probably hasn't got the actual in-ring experience that the bubba ray has mm. but by all means he's got the ideas there that bubba ray does and it's that that is again why I love having Chris Drew as part of my team. He, I'd be lost without him. Oh, there you go. There you go. Well, thank you so so much for coming on. Um, I'll open the floor to you for a couple of minutes. So, how can people keep up with you? Social media. Um, you know, how can they follow you and to keep up with what you do? Okay, awesome. So, uh, if you want to follow me, I've got uh, I've got Twitter, uh, I've got Instagram, and I've got facebook uh, search me up it's thomas james sky so that's t-o-m-a-s james sky uh if you want to follow wrestling and hinkley please give them a follow they're on instagram um as wrestling in hinkley 15 they're on facebook as wrestling in hinkley and they're on twitter as wrestle hinkley um i'd probably say get yourselves over to turnbuckle tv as well i it's one one little platform that is so small in the british circuit i'm, I'm going to quickly just have a look and actually see what they're under they've rebranded themselves and i know uh, I'm, I'm i'm a bit annoyed with myself that i haven't uh, memorized what the new name is that's all right turnbuckle tv Power, that's it powered for tv i think it is now i'm sure it is Yes, it's powered. So you want to be searching powered, the number four TV. Uh, they're the new guy. Uh, the new guys taking over uh, from Turnbuckle TV. And I tell you what, the the stuff they've got planned it sounds so exciting. So please get yourself over to Powered for TV. It looks crazy. They've got so much wrestling content. You'll never want to unsubscribe ever. It's the best thing. It's so cheap. I think it's like four pounds, three ninety nine. I think. Um, a month, which is like Nothing like a third yeah. of the price of the network, and even the network's cheap as chips. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah i really yeah please get onto my social media get onto thomas james sky um get onto wrestling and hinkley and say get onto powered for tv uh you won't regret it won't regret anything plus go. go on tv loads of free stuff there there you go no excuses peeps <laughs> yeah, but, um, thank you again it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you mate um, no it's not a problem Chris. anytime all the, all the best with everything that you're doing um, can't wait to see you back in the ring so that you can uh, show everyone what you got brilliant I'll fire some matches over as soon as we do as soon as full force have run this show I'll fire a match over your way do it thank you mate I appreciate it awesome thank you very much cheers, cheers. <laughs> Thank you for listening to a Nerd to Know Media production.